Welcome to Emotional Empowerment, a podcast for emotionally sensitive or struggling people who are open to learning how to use your emotions as a spiritual practice. Hi, I'm Michelle Bursell, and I've taught therapists, coaches, and people around the world how to use their negative feelings to heal their life, and in doing so, eliminated their struggle with anxiety, depression, anger, guilt, and more. Ready to turn your negative feelings into your greatest allies? Then let's start your emotional empowerment journey right now. Hello, everyone. It's Michelle Bursell, and I want to welcome you to episode 19, Living a Beautiful Life with Lakshmi. So for those of you who don't know who Lakshmi is, we are continuing to explore the Hindu goddesses and what we can learn from their stories, their myth, their energy, their opportunities that they're offering to each of us. And so we continue today with Lakshmi because Lakshmi is about living a beautiful life. And it's one of the reasons why she is one of the most celebrated goddesses in the Hindu belief system. And it's because her expression of a beautiful life includes abundance, pleasure, generosity, beauty, success, opulence, radiance. It truly is the most expansive version of self and life that you can imagine. And what I really appreciate about what Lakshmi brings and what she taught us early on is that poverty is not an expression of the divine. We're not better off being in poverty. It's certainly not something to be ashamed of. But when there was a lot of religious texts saying, you know, we should live from this place of poverty as an expression of the divine, of an expression of divine love. Hinduism challenged that with Lakshmi, with the goddess Lakshmi, by saying the divine is expressed in the beauty of life and in the opulence of life. And so we have an opportunity to look at this the way Lakshmi teaches it to us, which is in this balanced state, of course, because with every great teaching, there is a shadow side for us to learn from in order that we can receive more. And it's with this understanding that when we are able to receive all of the gifts that life is offering you in each moment, you have more to give. And so it's this really beautiful balance of what Lakshmi is teaching us is the balance in the beauty and gifts and abundance of life and how to approach it in a balanced way so we don't come from any of the shadow sides of this. Now, the shadow, of course, is this opportunity to learn to reclaim more of our truth. So let's talk about the shadow side. And then I want to get into three specific qualities that we can address from an emotional empowerment lens that are related to Lakshmi. All right. So let's talk a little bit about the shadow because the shadow is pretty prevalent today. We have 
with the shadow side of Lakshmi, jealousy, lack of self-worth, or an over sense of self-worth, right? With arrogance and conceitedness. We have gluttony and greed. So we're really able to see, especially when we're looking through the lens of Lakshmi, of all that's offered in the world, we can see when we go to either a state of lack and poverty, inwardly and outwardly, as well as a place of being overly attached to the external and to riches and coming from this place of arrogance, right? And so Lakshmi is really teaching us that, yes, we can receive. And it's in this way that we're able to appreciate ourselves, others, and life. And so how she teaches this is in in many ways, but three that stand out to me and three that I want to discuss today with you so that you can live a beautiful life and receive more of the gifts of life so that you have more that you're able to give and share are these three qualities, self-worth, abundance, and opulence. So as I talk about self-worth, I want to also bring in the shadow side of when we are struggling with our self-worth and it turns into jealousy, (laughs) right? Jealousy is your indicator that you aren't seeing your expression of beauty, of abundance, and you only see it in others. You see that it's missing. You feel that sense of lack. And I think this is totally natural. I think it's a part of our growth. And I've certainly experienced my own share of jealousies in life. And what really helped me flip the switch with jealousy is understanding how it is here for you. And so this is where we can bring in this emotional empowerment lens because it's an opportunity, again, to see the signal of like, whoa, when I'm jealous of someone else for their beauty, for the number of Instagram followers, for how much money they have, whatever it is, it's a mirror to say, and I am seeing that in a way that's coming from a lack within myself that I will never be able to attain what someone else has. So we need this signal because it's not true. It's BS. And so that's why often when you're experiencing cycles of jealousy, you're also going to be in a place of sadness because you're believing in something that isn't true. And sadness is our signal to say you're believing more into a lie, into an illusion than the truth. And jealousy is a very specific one because it's always coming from a place of lack, lack within yourself. So the opportunity that is offered through emotional empowerment and that I think is embodied by Lakshmi is truly being happy for others because you have an inner knowingness that what others have takes nothing from you nothing. And in some cases, it may even be a path to show you how you can receive as they have. Sometimes, not always. Okay. So how do you get to this point? Because again, this was not natural for me. I did not see what others had 
and naturally think, ooh, I can have that too, and it takes nothing away from me. No, that's part of our growth edge. We have to grow internally to get there. Because when I was not understanding the empowered version of our jealousy, I would be jealous, and I see what others had, and I thought, why do they get it and I don't? (laughs) Right? And it's so easy for us to go there. And then we start doing this like tallying, right? We start keeping score. And it's either an internal keeping score, like I'm morally better than they are, or they must be morally better than I am, or it's an external score where you're measuring all the external things that they've been able to accomplish or that are on this checklist that your ego has. And you're using that against you to say why you will never measure up externally, right? And so this is the way that jealousy can hook into our egos to diminish our self-worth. And so the opportunity with jealousy is to reclaim your self-worth from the internal. That's what emotional empowerment teaches us. And that's what Lakshmi is all about. She is the embodiment of inner self-worth, inner beauty, inner abundance that then gets mirrored back into the external. So with jealousy, we have an opportunity to see our ego and to see it really clearly, which is beneficial for you. Because the ego always tries to hide itself from the truth of what it is, right? It doesn't want you to hook on to understanding how it's trying to diminish you. It's always trying to have that be something that's just out of your reach. And so this jealousy is such a beautiful way to be able to see how your ego so desperately needs something. And this is your opportunity to claim what your ego says is outside of you and to claim it inside of you. And this is how you do it. Here's two questions I invite you to ask yourself. One, what am I making that external thing I don't have mean to me? And two, how am I using that external element to define me? So, When you are jealous of someone because of their beauty or their Instagram followers or their wealth or whatever, your ego is saying that person has that thing. And internally, we don't really care about that thing. What we care about is what we believe that beauty, that following, that wealth gives to another that you don't have. That's what your ego is having you believe that They have something that provides an emotional need that you are lacking. And the great news is, whatever it is on the external that your ego is convincing you that you can get, if you just had more money, if you just had more followers, if you just had more beauty, is that you can start to provide that internally for yourself, right? So with beauty, maybe it's more admiration from others. Well, how can I start to give myself admiration. Now, when the ego really has a hook on you about this beauty thing, you're going to say, yeah, yeah, right, Michelle, that's great. I can uh, give myself all this self-admiration I want, but it's never going to make me beautiful. But remember, the beauty really is there because deep down you're desiring that sense of admiration 
and admiration to truly feel lasting admiration, it's got to come from you. This is why so often there's that struggle, right? And in our society to hang on to beauty and try to look youthful. And we don't celebrate the gift in aging because that beauty has meant that I get that external admiration. I get externally noticed, right? But it all fades. And that's an opportunity for us to give ourselves our own admiration, to be noticed for who you truly are on a soul level. So will that replace beauty? It's not going to replace like the ego's version of what external beauty should be. But what it does is creates that inner radiance, that inner magnetism. That is what will attract people who are truly of like spirit with you. And so it's like when we're so focused on the external beauty, followers, wealth, you're going to attract others that are attracted to that in unhealthy ways. The opportunity is to create it inwardly so that it's lasting. It's sad, right? When people are hanging on to something that they once had on the external, grasping so desperately onto it because they feel that that defines them when there's so much more internally awaiting us. So again, whether that's beauty, that's wealth, that's followers, if we utilize that as a way to define ourselves and our worth, it's always going to be fleeting. It will never be enough. And how to reclaim it internally so that you can really reclaim in that moment, and then continuing on in a long-term capacity, your true self-worth. That's the opportunity here when we're experiencing jealousy. How do I reclaim more of my true self-worth? Okay? So that's point number one. Point number two, let's get into abundance, wealth, success. Because this is what Lakshmi stands for, is this expansiveness in this way that is all about you stepping into your your success and abundance, your wealth. And it's an opportunity to utilize your will, your intention, and right action to create and manifest ways that reflect your inner self-worth. So we need this first component of really fine-tuning self-worth so that you step into your intention and right action coming from a place of knowing your own worthiness. So you see, when we don't have worthiness, we're being needy about the external in some way. And so your actions won't be a reflection of your truth, of your spirit who has a unique purpose. And so Lakshmi offers us this opportunity to create true abundance, true wealth, true success by seeing the ways that we see ourselves as impoverished, that we see ourselves as lacking. And what's interesting is, and a great way to again spot the ego, is when you feel lack in an area, you tend to overindulge in another. If you don't feel at peace or comfort internally, 
you may overindulge in food to feel comfort. If you lack pleasure, it's really easy to overindulge in sweets because it gives you that bit of pleasure. It can be the same if you don't feel good enough. You can overindulge in things like drugs and alcohol because it temporarily gives you that boost, that sense of powerfulness, but it's all coming from the ego. And as soon as that high is gone, we feel more diminished. That's why people who are emotionally sensitive can run into addiction problems because it's so easy to want to get that hit from alcohol or drugs. And then we feel it. And then as soon as it's gone, you feel even lower than when you started. It also happens often when people don't feel loved that they're turning to the outside people through flirting, affairs, sex, any way to get that external feedback to feel like they're loved and lovable when you're not feeling it from the inside. And oftentimes people will say, well, I'm not feeling it from my relationship. It's still an opportunity to be able to see how you aren't feeling it internally, which is then reflected into your relationship, which then has you look for ways outside of your relationship to fuel an ego need that you're not giving to yourself, ways that you aren't loving yourself, that you've been fed to believe that others, a partner, and if your partner can't do it, somebody else that's not a partner can temporarily give you. And it does temporarily work, but again, as soon as that sexual encounter is over, so is the feeding of your ego, and you're still left with the part of you that does not feel lovable. So when we have these sideways ways where we're overindulging, that's where we can see how the ego is trying to feed itself outside and how to, again, bring it inside. And when you give it to yourself inside, when you internally feel abundance, expansiveness, wealth, success, that is an energy that is emanating from you in a way that it draws more of those opportunities into your life. And when you experience lack, you repeat that lack. It's like you will experience more and more of that lack until you decide to see through the illusion, to see that your bank account does not define you, that these external components do not define the abundance that is your birthright, but you have to claim it first. And so when you recognize you have plenty and you don't have to earn it through merit or show it off in some way in order to be enough, that's when you experience the abundance within you. In Awakening Shakti, which I've been using the book by Sally Kempton, She shares that when you are coming from this abundant mindset, you receive knowing you deserve it and you give knowing others deserve it. It's equal. It's like a breath. It's balanced. It's natural. You receive in, you release out, and the ego is not making any more or less of it. It really is that natural. And that is the opportunity is to come into this place of peace with your abundance and success. 
And when you can feel that internally with peace, knowing that the universe is always on your side in order for you to receive more of life, you truly show up not being so needy towards life and you're able to receive life in this balanced, ease, peaceful way. All right, number three, let's get into Lakshmi's presence that reminds us of the opulence of life, of pleasure, of beauty. Again, this went against a lot of other religious texts. Lakshmi is about pleasure, and some other religions have been against pleasure, especially sexual pleasure, and really have made this a shameful component to who we are. And Lakshmi is saying, no, this is, again, a part of the gifts of life, to receive the pleasure in life. And when we do it in a balanced way, we do it from a place of gratitude and joy. And if we don't allow ourselves that, people experience, you will experience a sense of withdrawal and a sense of dullness within you. That's not how we're meant to be living. Think about the energy that comes when we receive the pleasures of life, when we can receive the pleasure of walking on grass, of eating a a juicy peach, of being able to look out and see the vibrancy of colors and flowers and trees and water. All of these make us so much more expansive in our internal energy that we can experience more of the external components of life. And that's such a gift and beauty in and of itself. And so what Lakshmi reminds us is that you have everything within you for a beautiful life. That beautiful life always starts from within, always. Lakshmi is the sweetness of life, and she guides us to see that gift. So Lakshmi is really the opposite of Kali, who we talked about in episode 18. You know, Kali is very forceful and powerful, and, and she really will come roaring. And Lakshmi does not roar. <laughs> she is a persuader to help you lure you back to the beauty of life, to persuade you back to the opulence of your day and to be able to spread that pleasure that you're experiencing to others around you. And that is part of our spirit's gift of our ability to be in this human form and to spread and remind people of this beautiful spirit of life that's offered moment by moment that we so easily forget because of our ego, Lakshmi persuades us back there, right? And then the emotional empowerment piece is your emotions will be there because if you're not experiencing the joy of life, it's going to feel dull and eventually you'll feel depressed because you're cutting yourself off. You're disconnecting from the opulence, from the pleasure, from the beauty. And again, this can tie back into aspect number one, our self-worth. Do we believe we're deserving to receive it or do we just cut ourselves off? And how can we have gratitude 
for the simple pleasures. And, you know, gratitude can seem very woo-woo. As I've shared in, I think it was episode two, it takes science sometimes to catch up with spirituality. And spirituality, we've been talking about gratitude and gratitude journals and how important they are. And science has finally caught up and said, yeah, when you have gratitude, you can do a simple gratitude exercise every morning. It can help lift our depressive state. So coming from this place of gratitude where we see the pleasures of life. Now, from an emotional empowerment lens, I'm going to say we don't experience gratitude to the point where you are denying certain negative feelings because those negative feelings are a gift. So we don't want to paint a rainbow over something that's troubling us. That's not real gratitude. Real gratitude is being in the truth of what we've been given and not utilizing that truth to paint over a part of us that may have sorrow because in that sorrow, there's something to be grateful for because it's going to show you where you're not in alignment. So how can I come from this place of gratitude for the beauty, pleasure, opulence that is in each day that I get to live. How can I find that? And the more depressed someone is, the harder it is. But again, it's like, how can I come back to the basics that I get to feel something emotionally or physically with touch, whether it's a dog or a tree or a plant, you know, really coming back to the basics of what we get to experience in our human form that we've won the lottery, that we're in the human form and get to experience these pleasures, these simple joys that remind us of the spirit of who we really are. And Lakshmi embodies that. She asks us to say, you know, when I walk into a room, when I eat, when I receive money, when I give money, how can I do that in the most abundant, pleasurable opulent way? How can I really do that in what I say is like this juicy way, right? It's like, and if we think of when we're cut off from pleasure, we're cut off from the juiciness of life. And then without that juice, we don't have energy. We don't feel that ecstaticness towards the simple aspects to our everyday life. And life becomes just dull and black and white. And we have the opportunity And I would say responsibility to give that to ourselves, to feed that to your spirit. And Lakshmi is this way of reminding us of that, that there is pleasure in beauty. That's why we celebrate beauty and art and so much that life has to offer us. And again, to do it in a way where it doesn't define us, but it's celebrated. And when you can do that within you and your own life, it becomes more expansive. So this theme with Lakshmi is really from when we give ourselves these gifts from the internal, we experience more expansiveness from the external. And that's something that I've always shared with all of those who stepped into emotional empowerment is that it's guiding us. Our negative feelings are guiding us to go within because there's more gold to be found. Internal gold about yourself that relates you back to your truth so that you can experience more of the pleasures and gifts of life. So that life 
becomes more expansive first internally and then externally. So how can Lakshmi, as she celebrates opulence, pleasure, and beauty, support you to slow down, to savor, and receive the worldly enjoyments that life is offering you in this day, in this moment? It doesn't have to be an Instagram moment, (laughs) right? Like you don't have to be somewhere traveling and taking this cool picture. It's really the opposite of that. It's, it can be that, right? And I would say it's more often the simpler components that we're called to come back to. Then when you have that gratitude for the simplicity, you attract more and more and more of the goodness. And it's not coming from that ego place. It's coming from a sense of appreciation that you already feel towards yourself, towards others, and life. So how can you receive more of the beauty of life? That's what this third component asks us. I think Lakshmi in general reminds us to remember the gift of the feminine, of your softness. Again, it doesn't matter what your gender is, that there is a softness within you. Just as Kali has this, can be hard and forceful, and that's a part of you. And, and last week in episode 18, I shared why you need that, why that's important. Lakshmi is this perfect balance. We don't always want to be in that state. We don't want to be having to be in that forceful state. We need the softness and the appreciation and the generosity. And we don't want to judge that one is better than the other. Both are significant to our experience of life and to receiving all of life. And Lakshmi is about the beauty within you that you see and cherish and celebrate and then offer it to others with love by sharing it and expecting nothing in return. This is such a gift that invites us to embody it. And every time I recall Lakshmi's energy, it brings me back to that place of how can I receive more of truly so many gifts that I've been blessed to receive, that you've been blessed to receive, that may not be noticed by the external, but have an opportunity for you to reclaim from within. And when you do this, life feels so good from the inside. And isn't that what so many are craving? Maybe that's what you're craving. And this is your path to a beautiful life. I want us all to remember that we're all given human qualities, jealousy, a sense of lack, a sense of disconnection, to help us better understand and reclaim our truth. So those states are temporary states, signals that you're in a specific illusion. And when you can see it from your heart and from compassion, you start to see what's being called inside of you to break through that illusion and reclaim your spiritual essence and your truth. When any of these qualities appears, it's to help you see yourself more clearly as the opulent being that you are. I hope you can go to your mirror, look into your eyes and see that within you right now, that special, unique, beautiful quality within you. Savor it. 
because that is a specific treasure that no one has it quite like you do. It's specific to you. May you cherish it, celebrate it, and share it freely because that is one of the important reasons why you have been put on this earth. So thank you so much for being a part of this journey to exploring the spirituality with the goddesses, the Hindu goddesses, and seeing how it ties into our emotional selves. I look forward to sharing more with you next time. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to the Emotional Empowerment Podcast. If you've enjoyed the program, please leave us a rating and review on iTunes to help us spread the message about how to use your emotions as a tool for spiritual and personal growth. To receive free training and emotional empowerment, visit www.iiee.training. That's www.iiee.training.